Hello and welcome to the Knowledge of Nothing podcast. Each week we will share with you our thoughts and opinions about our modern mythologies. Such as film, TV, music, comics, gaming, and more. I am your host, Brian, a comic book nerd who thinks of himself as a low-level superhero. And I'm your anti-host, Tony, a movie buff with an unhealthy obsession for overanalyzing anything and everything. And when we're not fighting crime, we're podcasting. Let's get it started. Boom! Boom. How's it going, everyone? I'm Brian, along with Tony and Wayne, and you're listening to the Knowledge of Nothing podcast. In today's show, we'll be talking about WandaVision, and we finally get to hear what's in Tony's ancient Chinese recipe for thick mayonnaise. Mmm. The first ingredient is... We interrupt this regularly scheduled podcast to bring you breaking news. I know everybody was waiting and waiting and waiting for that, but guess what? We're going to have to wait to another time in another place. We have a huge first for our show today, and it's all thanks to a super fan by the name of Orrin. Because of him, we were able to secure a very special guest today. Brian, why don't you tell us who that is? You may know our guest from Third Watch and The Game, but the con men know him best from Burn Notice, The Gifted, and Archer. You can catch his new Western crime drama, Walker, on The CW. Welcome to the show, Kobe Bell. Welcome, Kobe. How are well, you, yes. sir? Thank you for joining us. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? I'm good. I'm good, guys. How are you guys? Good. Good, sir. Thank you for joining us. I think Brian kind of wanted to start this whole thing off. He's been chomping at the bit. He has a question that he just wants to ask you right off the top of the Yeah. Head. You know, I've been a fan of your work for quite some time now. Um, I was introduced to you through Burn Notice, and my wife and I really enjoyed Gifted, and we're looking forward to Walker. But as far as Gifted goes... Your character, to me, had one of the more interesting storylines. I mean, it was heartbreaking to hear what happened with losing a child, but I kind of felt like your character was on the verge of kind of turning a page and joining the, the resistance a little bit. Yeah, Do you have any, uh, any closure for your character before like the season got canceled? Unfortunately, we only got to do two seasons. You know, Matt Nix was the creator of Burn Notice. And no, he, uh, he for was the also the creator of Burn. He was also, yeah, he was a new creator of both. So I had worked yep. with him on Burn Notice. So he knew me well enough to know what he could throw at me on the gifted. And I thought that, yeah, I thought they did a really cool job with sort of making the quote bad guy somebody that the audience can relate to and sometimes somehow root for. You know, truthfully, one of my more favorite characters. I thought it was cool. Yeah, it was, that's awesome, man. That means a lot to me. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, I was always hoping, and I think if the show would have kept going, he would have ended up siding with the mutants. They had some cool stuff planned where, you know, he got all jacked up at the end of season two, and then season three was going to open with him with like a bionic arm, <laughs> like a robot arm. Nice. <laughs> so he could have sort of man-made powers. But, you know, it wasn't meant to be. So that's, that's yeah. the, you know, that's the... That's the way the television cookie crumbled. But it was a it was a fun ride for sure. And I'm glad you liked it, man. What a shame. Yeah, I know. I would have loved to have seen that, right? Exactly. That would have been really cool. So I know we're all looking forward to Walker coming out. Is there anything you can tell us about that? Just that I still can't believe that I'm doing it. You know, I booked this job last year, like literally 
over a year ago. So we were all excited to get going. And then obviously the pandemic hit and everything stopped and everybody stopped working. So I was just, you know, doing what a lot of people are doing, just, you know, waiting for the word for when I can go to work. Yeah. So I'm just so glad to be back to work. I know how lucky I am. On top of that, it's such good writing and, uh, and just the people, man. It's a good group of people. Like starting from Anna Fricky is our, uh, our showrunner creator. Such a good person. All the other producers, Steve Robin, like all these people are just so easy to work with. And then Jared Padalecki, who's the star of the show, and he's also an executive producer, could not be a nicer guy. So just the whole vibe of the whole cast, we're all sort of aware of how lucky we are to be having such a good time while we're working. That's awesome. I got to ask, what is the food like on set? You know, do they feed you guys well? Is it barbecue? I'm a Austin. food guy. I really like food. So okay. I'm really curious about this. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny that you ask that because, dude, the, I have never had such good catering. I don't know if it's just like a Texas thing or if it's these specific guys. I wish I knew the name <laughs> of the company right now. So That's I awesome. I mean, the food, I've, it's, it's a problem. It's a problem. <laughs> it's a good problem to have. <laughs> well, so it's what, a good problem, but you, you got these actors that are trying to stay all, you know, keep their little actor figures. Right. And, um, <laughs> man, the food is good. Food is good. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's so I'm awesome. convinced, though, if you, know, you keep your cast happy, then the show's going to be that much better for it. <laughs> yeah, I know, and I'm actually yeah. looking forward to the show now because, uh, yeah, if he's been well fed, yeah. that means it's gonna it's gonna translate <laughs> in the TV series. And so, you know what else? It's amazing that you know because everything is different now on set with uh, all the COVID protocols. Everything is different. It's you know, and the way they have to prepare the food, the way they have to serve the food, it's all so much more difficult for them, and they still just knock it out of the park every time. Like you're just. It's like fine dining every time. <laughs> and then with the COVID thing, it's also weird is, you know, on set, you form like a family with everybody you're working with, you know, the crew and, and everybody. And it's been hard to get to know everybody because we all have masks on all the time. Yeah. You know, the only time we have masks off is the actors when it's like, okay, roll sound. Okay, take your mask off. Okay, do the scene. And then the mask goes back on. That's part that's kind of bummed me out. Is I don't feel like I know the cameraman and the grips and, the, and everybody as, as much as I usually do because I don't know there's something about not seeing somebody's face you, don't, you feel like you don't fully know them yeah it's hard to connect yeah so what do you do between scenes then uh, when you're waiting to film or shoot I mean do you zoom with other cast members or hang out in your trailer what, what do you do so like the cast they, they set up our chairs and but they're you know they're like spread out so we can like hang out and talk to each other in between setups and stuff but we you know we have our masks on but when i'm not working i'm flying home and that's a whole new can of worms now just with, you know the flying during this pandemic it's, it's freaking me out in the beginning but now i kind of have it down i put the n95 on i put the shield on i do the whole thing right that thing does not come off like i, <laughs> like, I don't understand people on the plane taking their masks off to eat some cheese it's i'm like dude i hope those are really good cheese <laughs> yeah i know right <laughs> is it worth it <laughs> Yeah. Hell no, yeah. it's not. Exactly. No, no, man. I'm like, oh, no, I will wait. I will wait. <laughs> Before we kind of close this segment out and we get to pop quickies, do you know that you and Wayne kind of have a connection with one another? I don't know if you're aware of this or not, or if Orrin has told you about this, but uh, Wayne, do you kind of want to share? So Orrin has mentioned to me that you got married at the Cal State Long Beach Japanese Garden. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. 
Oh, so coincidentally, that's where my wife and I got married as well. No, no way. Yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah, but the fact that you guys got married at the same place, because Oren told us the story of like how he went to your wedding, and then he went to Wayne's wedding, and he, he walked in and he goes, hey, I've been here before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, right, right. You know, with the koi pond, the whole thing, that place is wonderful. No, it's a beautiful and, place. Um, beautiful place. Yeah, and uh, you know what? For this Christmas, one of my oldest daughters, she gave me and my wife, she made a watercolor painting of two koi fish, like representing me and my wife. And since we were married right there on the koi pond, she gave us that as a Christmas gift. Like, I was tearing up, man. It was wow. Cool. That sounds beautiful. Yeah, really cool. <laughs> well, hey, thank you for joining us. I know you're going to stick around for Pop Quickies. Hey, hey what, Tony, one there's one big question, and I think this is based on the poll that we had. Oh, yeah, I that's think right. That's we, need, right. we need to get Kobe's opinion on this. So go ahead. Hey, we just have one more question to ask you before we go into Pop Quickies. Is a hamburger a sandwich? Yes or no? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. You, you made Tony Kobe. very happy. Thank you so much. <laughs> right. Thank you. All right. You heard yeah. it here it's first, like, it's folks. Like, it's like if you were to say the proper thing, you know how people are like, you smoke the marijuana cigarette? You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, exactly. So that would be like, that'd be like, oh, you're eating a hamburger sandwich? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, all right. Thank you so much for joining us on this uh, segment of the podcast. And we're going to go on to Pop Quickies next. So, again, Walker on the CW, thank you so much for joining yeah. us. And we're on to Pop Quickies next. But first, a word from our sponsor. Looking for a new year refresh? Aren't we all? Visit the Soycat Candles online store and stock up on all-natural 100% soy wax candles infused with essential oils. Animal, earth, and human friendly. Visit www.soycatcandles.com. That's www.soycatcandles.com. Soycat Candles. 100% soy, 100% paw some. Kobe, you ready for some pop quickies? Let's do it. All right, yeah, let's do it. It's time for pop, pop, pop quickies. All right, guys, welcome to our special guest round of pop quickies. Yes. I know, I know. All right, so first question. Kobe, it's going to be pretty straightforward. It's food related, and we love talking about food here. Yes, we do. Cake or pie? Which one do you choose? Cake. 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 Okay, why cake? Cake all day, all day, every day. <laughs> yeah. The only day that it's not cake is like Thanksgiving when it would be sweet potato pie. <laughs> That's yeah. right. And why do you like cake so much? I don't like cake so much. If I'm going to go there, if I'm going to like, uh, yeah. you know, if I'm going to blow some calories, <laughs> uh, I would go cake over pie. All right, wow. Tony, Brian, what about yeah, you guys? I, 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 don't, I know mine. Although, are cobblers part of this conversation? Oh, that's, that's a great that question. He just throws the loop, guys. <laughs> that, you know what? I, I will say a cobbler is more a pie, pie yeah. than it would be a cake. It is. Yes. It is. It is. But I'm saying, but are we saying are cobblers in the pie category or are cobblers their own category because they have their own name and their own Situation. I'd say well, like, my, like the for, hot for, for my thing. answer, for my answer, the, I'm going to say pie. <laughs> well, cobblers are like pies okay. because I pick pies. But anyway, no, okay. cobblers are usually their own thing. But uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm more of a pie guy. Brian, what about you? Yeah, I'm definitely a cake person. You know, with cake, 
it's they have a whole show like a cooking network shows around cake. You know, you don't see too many pies on cooking shows, but usually with a cake, <laughs> that is a celebration, right? You don't get a cake for no yeah. reason. You're celebrating something, so it usually means that people are happy, people are gathering, and pies are picnic food. <laughs> Cakes are for celebration. Whatever. All right. <laughs> well, we should say, though, that there are some bullshit cakes <laughs> There are. There. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, there are. Yeah, oh, yeah. namely Costco. <laughs> namely Costco. So, I mean, I'm not going to say that name, but yeah, Costco. Like, Creative Bakery here in Long Beach is yeah. like the best. Oh, that place but, is legit. Yeah. You know, yeah, totally. Yeah. So, that place is legit. But I would, yeah. So all I'm saying is I would take a really good cake over a really good pie, but I would take a really good pie over a really good cake. <laughs> that Fair is well put. Fair enough. <laughs> there we go. Okay, so next question. Is music related, okay? Do you guys prefer the physical media, CDs, tapes, LPs, or do you guys prefer the digital now? That is a good question. You know, I'm going digital. I like everything convenient right on my phone, mm. and I can just plug it into either my headphones or Bluetooth or my car, and I don't have to go finding that CD, uh, putting it in, and I'm just more more digital now. No, you know what? I, I have yeah. to disagree because I, I think that for me, I remember that magical experience of going to the record store, opening up either vinyl or a cassette, and you're folding over the things and you're uh, looking at the, the, the lyrics. It was just kind of this whole other experience. And that's kind of missing out of digital music. But I can't deny that it's so convenient to have all of these songs inside one little uh, thing. Yeah. I listen to music based on my mood. So my mood changes throughout the day. And, you know, I'm feeling something. I want a certain thing. And I don't want to have to go looking for it. So it's really easy to find it on my phone. How about you, Kobe? Yeah, there's no question that it's more convenient now and, and, and that you've got access to like all the music on the planet, like right here on your phone, which is amazing. But I think, yeah, all of us, I think, are of the age where we remember when it wasn't that way. You know, my kids, this is all they know. I remember the whole process of going to the record store going, or going, you know, buying a tape or, getting, you know, then when, you, then when the CDs came along, getting the CD collection going. But I'm also at peace with the fact that all that is kind of done with. And now we are where we are. There's no, you know, there's no stopping the train. Yeah, there's no going back. So, yeah, there's no, yeah. But I still would rather be paying the artist for the album or for each song. Like this whole like monthly subscription thing that they kind of force you into doing now. If somebody writes a brilliant song and records it and puts it out to the world and it affects my life in a, in a positive way that music can affect you, the least I can do is give you a buck. Yeah, uh, no, I totally agree with you because you kind of felt it, there was that connection between you and the artist, right? You, you knew that the studio was kind of involved, but you knew that my money was going towards that artist that I wanted to support yeah. with my money. And with yeah. streaming services now, you're exactly right. Man, that was something I never even thought about. So, Kobe, you're going to learn real quickly that Tony and Brian were kind of lazy. Um, that being Brian said, Brian more so than me. <laughs> I'm just a creature of convenience. <laughs> creature of convenience. So I'm going to give you two things to choose from, and which one are you going to be willing to give up? Oh, a microwave or a remote? Microwave. Okay, microwave. Okay, flat out microwave. I don't use the microwave that often. I use the remote all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree I, with him 100%. Right, I microwave is more. out the freaking window. It's Absolutely. Like, kick that shit yeah. out to the curb. 
Right. Goodbye, Chef Mike. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> Lately in my house, we've been in the habit of making pot. Like if we're going to settle into watching TV or, or watch, you know, a, a Laker game or a movie or something with the whole family, we'll make some popcorn. So the microwave is basically just like our popcorn machine right now. <laughs> so true. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of food, I got another food-related question for you guys. Would you guys choose a breakfast sandwich or a breakfast burrito? Oh, burrito all the way. <laughs> I am a burrito person. Mm. Yep. Burrito? Uh, Kobe's struggling there. How about you, Tony? Yeah, what do you got? Uh, no, I'm a breakfast burrito. I mean, every I mean, everything is encapsulated in it. It is so good. You can then put yes. some salsa on it if you need to. It's just all everything all in one. And you take a bite and you get all of those that, that goodness. And sometimes, you know, uh, each bite is different. Sandwiches are good, but I, I don't know. Breakfast burrito to me is just always that. Uh, it's so satisfying. It's the food that you can just eat yeah. eat it while it's in the wrapping. I love it. <laughs> I don't know, man, because uh, to me, that's like choosing between, like, the two of my babies. Because, uh, <laughs> 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 like, you know, both of those things, that hold, both of those food items hold a special place in my heart. Right. I, I, I haven't had it in a while because, you know, trying to eat in a certain way, but like a breakfast jack? At the right time. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, you're so right. It's like so simple, but like damn, so good. Yes. So there's, 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 but I but I do appreciate the beauty of a breakfast burrito. So it's tough, <laughs> man. Oh, fair enough. Okay, now. Well, obviously, in this episode of The Knowledge Nothing, we're going to be talking about WandaVision later on. But I do have something a related question. What is your favorite classic sitcom? Let's go from classic, from back from uh, I Love Lucy to 80s. Let's, let's keep it within that time frame. I got to think about this, man, because um, <laughs> I can tell you what I grew up on. I can tell you what I grew up on. And which is what? What did you grow up on? Different stroke. Oh, Yes. It's funny because you said different strokes and I immediately heard the theme song in my head. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, back when a theme song was a theme song, man. Yeah, that's right. That's so yeah. true. You know what? Okay, then, then I, you know, I got to say, though, I got I got to give it to Seinfeld. I'm sorry. Seinfeld, yeah, yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think for classic, I'll go with uh, I Love Lucy. I Love Lucy. With okay. me, I honestly love the Monsters. The monsters. the monsters, yeah. yes. It was wow. one of those shows you know, that was just, Tony, I love it. And I can, it could come on and I could watch it. I know it was only two seasons, but you know, oh, those two seasons were so good. Was it only two seasons? Tony, yes, I can see you as a Herman monster. I really yeah, can. Yeah, I know. I, I, I got the voice and I, I'm kind of, uh, yeah, big that way. So, yeah, kind of endears to uh, to me. Wow, okay. Very... That's a good theme song, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Going to food. When it comes to corn, do you guys eat it on the cob? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just the way that you intro to that topic is perfect. <laughs> you know? When it comes to corn. Yes. When it comes to corn right? of all things. Trust me, we're going to make you think about things you've never thought about in your life. <laughs> uh, you okay, know what? So I'm sorry. Think Continue, continue. So the question is basically this. When you eat corn, do you eat it on the cob or off the cob? So if I had to pick and okay. choose, I would have to say on the cob. I hate the fact that it does get my teeth and all of that stuff, but 
there's nothing better to me than when you have a nice roasted cob with some butter and with some salt, maybe even throw some uh, chili pepper on there. There's nothing better than that. So if I had to have one or the other for the rest of my life, I think on the cob would be it. I, it's a little bit of a pain in the ass to, uh, to cook, but I think that uh, it tastes a lot better too. Yeah, I think it does taste better. I, I actually hadn't had corn on the cob in a long time, and we had it a couple weeks ago. And just, just like you were saying, I was like, oh, shit, I, 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 was in, I forgot, forgot about corn on the cob. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's, it's delicious, man. Yeah, you know, I'm with you guys. You know, roasted corn on the grill is is the best. You know, whenever I go to the fair, I have to have it. And I don't eat it that often, but I love it. I, I prefer it that way. My family, we eat corn as one of our staple vegetables. But, you know, we buy the frozen pack, right? And then we, we heat it up and, and eat it that way. But if I had the choice, I would prefer it on the cob, roasted over a flame, with some like garlic butter, absolutely. Ooh, garlic butter, yeah, yeah. Garlic yes. butter. Yes. All right. Last question for Pop Quickies. Kobe, you mentioned earlier all the different constraints you guys have for your, all your shows with COVID and everything. So I'm going to ask you a question: Where after the pandemic, what is the first thing you would do, or a place that would you would go? First thing I'm going to do is hug everybody. <laughs> Good answer. I love that answer. I Amen. really like that answer. Wow. Amen. There's you know no- what I mean? Like, I just, just, yeah, I want to, the people that I know, the people that I love. Yes. I, like, I want to hug them. I want to hug them. I know. And it, we actually talked about this a couple of weeks ago. This, this huglessness that we have right now, it's just, it, I think it's, it really eats at the core of who we are as, as a species. And we need that connection. Yes. I, I could not agree with you more. Just hug everybody that you love be with them, be in the moment with them, uh, even friends, colleagues, whoever. Yeah, just hugging. Oh, yeah. Yes, I, I agree yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, I'm with I mean, you guys. I think that's going to be like, that'll be like my, my, my new handshake when I meet somebody. Like, oh, I can <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the same way. Bring it in. <laughs> I'm going to squeeze them. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sorry, I interrupted somebody. Sorry. No, no, you're no. good. I think we all agree with you. You know, oh, uh, first thing I'm going to do is just throw a big, barbecue cookout party for my family. I miss them so much. Like you guys have been saying, you know, just hug them and spend some time with them. Mask free, you know, worry free and just, you know, let's yeah. just celebrate that we're all safe and uh and, and eat some barbecue and some corn. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Some breakfast burritos. That's right. Some <laughs> breakfast jack. Eat it all. That's right. All we're we're going to have cake. We're going to have cake. <laughs> all right. All right. Thank well, you, Kobe. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for joining us for uh, Pop Quickies. And that concludes this segment of the podcast. Thank you, guys. Uh, again, thanks to our guest today, Kobe Bell. Again, you can catch him on CW with Walker coming out. Yeah, and I also I wanted to say uh, shout out to my big brother, Oren. Yes. Um, for hooking me up with you guys. I love that guy. <laughs> I love him too. I've, I've known him for 20 years. And, um, and, and the weird thing is, I've, uh, this is the first time I've ever talked to you and I've known Orrin for so long. It's just, uh, it's, it's just kind of odd and surreal for me to, to kind of finally be here talking to you. Now, you know what? I, I was going to ask you that because Orrin talks about you so much. And, but just, you know, like my world and your world are, just, are, are like our only connection is Orrin. And then, so there's no like cross. Yeah. 
intersection. But I was, I was trying to think of had I ever actually physically met you. I thought that I did at some point. No, no, we've never met. Uh, we've never met at all. Wow, that, uh, yeah, that, it, it seems crazy. weird. I know, I know, right? Because I, I know, I feel like I know you, and that you probably feel like you know me a little bit. But uh, yeah. yeah, we've never, we've never met. That's insane. I know, I know. I, I say that all the time. But when all yeah, of this is over, when all of this is said and done, I'm going to come out there and I'm going to give you a hug. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. man. All right. You're going to get a hug is from that all a, of us. Is that a deal? <laughs> yes, we'll go, we'll go double-fisted corn on the cob. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> breakfast sandwich in one hand. That's right. Yeah. Breakfast burrito. Yeah. Breakfast, yeah. I'll bring a piece cake. of pie, some cobbler. Yeah. I'll, I'll bring... have Sarah make some cobbler. <laughs> Yeah, I'm telling you, man, it's going gonna, gonna to be a hug fest. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. I agree with you. All right, okay. But this has been fun. Yeah, this has been so much fun. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Anytime. Thank you for, Thank uh, you. for joining us. Wow. That was such a cool, cool experience, I think, for all of us. So, Again, thank you so much to Kobe Bell for joining us for Pop Quickies. And next up, we'll be talking about WandaVision right after a word from our sponsor. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Conmen, K-O-N-M-E-N. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. To avoid spoilers for WandaVision episodes one and two, skip to 4756. We got WandaVision this week. Oh my gosh, it is so nice to finally see something new from the MCU. And they dropped their first two episodes, which I really liked. I, you know, I was pretty excited about it. I watched it with my wife. And it's exactly what I was hoping for. It was a nice breath of fresh air. And it's very, very different than what we're used to for the Marvel verse, but different in a good way. Tony, what do you think of it? I'm with you. I, I'm, I'm there. But uh, I can see where people are going to have a hard time with it because this is not something that is action-packed and you're going into this thing. It seems to me it's more of like a psychological kind of thing. Like this thing is going on all inside our head. I've read some reviews that are not very kind to it. They're saying it's too slow, it's too this, it's too that. But the way I'm looking at it right now is that they're telling us a whole new story with a whole new set of circumstances and a whole new set of characters. Therefore, it is going to seem very slow. What was the last thing that we received from the MCU? Do you remember? It was Spider-Man Far From Home. Wow. Okay. So it's been a long time since we've had anything MCU. Yeah. So I think everybody was kind of just anxious for, oh my gosh, they're going to blow us away. And then you watch WandaVision and it's not that at all. There were some things that I really did enjoy about that, but we can talk about that in a little bit. It's not what people expected. And I think this is what the Disney Plus platform is going to kind of focus on. More of the character building arc where you don't have to shoehorn everything into a two-hour movie. So you have to talk about plot lines and explosions and special effects so fast. This, you're now able to, to have some time to really develop the story and the characters. We're not thrown into action sequences like we're used to. I got a really kind of calm, refreshing, suburban, lighthearted, funny feel to it. And on top of all that, everything felt really fake. 
You know, like something yes. just yeah. was not right. It was like, it was a weird feeling. And it was kind of interesting how the series took this or just kind of establishing that tone. It was a very like, well, this is a very Pleasantville type neighborhood, but there was a very, in the background, the get out vibe you know, to it. Yeah, it was very menacing. You know, it was a little eerie at so, some points. I'm just going to kind of ponder my thoughts on it. I, I think that, I think we're inside Wanda's head. I think that's kind of fair to say. And what I'm kind of gathering from all of this is this is the life that she wished she had with Vision. I mean, we all know what happened to Vision, and it seems like she's kind of manifesting. You were talking about some of her powers being very, they can change realities. And I think this is the reality she wants. And when she gets there, it's not quite what she's expected. And I can only imagine that she was probably growing up like a lot of us were, watching these old 50s kind of shows, a lot of sitcoms. You did see a little bit of like Leave it to Beaver here, a little bit of uh, the Dick Van Dyke show. She must have been watching this in Sokovia. That's all I can kind of Do think you think about. like maybe Sokovian TV only had those type of episodes? You know? Yeah. And, and that would kind of and that would <laughs> yeah. kind of explain why she doesn't have an accent in this either. Because if this is her reality and all she knows is kind of the American side of things. Yeah, there was a definite bewitched in I Love Lucy type yes. feel to these yeah. shows. Uh, in the first episode, I really enjoyed the fact that they were going to the three camera setup, if anybody knows what that is. And they also had the laugh tracks. It's the way that old sitcoms used to be shot with three cameras. You kind of had two cameras in each of the rooms and one camera kind of going and doing the wide shots or the, uh, the close-ups. I really enjoyed that. The other thing I did like was the camera play as well. When things got tense, it turned into a, like a Hitchcockian kind of vibe, right? It was very Hitchcock. It was very psycho. It was very kind of that, that whole scene at the dinner in the first episode was very reminiscent of something you might see in an Alfred Hitchcock film at the time. Well, I definitely want to come back to that dinner scene because I wrote some notes on that. I have a, a theory behind that and it may be well, far-fetched. Uh, let's, let's, no, let's talk about it now because again, this is what this is all about. It is a slow burn, but the way I'm looking at it, this is the start of phase four for the MCU. You don't even realize it, but it is going to kind of blow up into Doctor Strange, right? the multiverse. We're even yeah. going to see Deadpool in this. I don't know if it's going to be this phase or the next, but you can see where this is going to be the catalyst for all of that stuff. This series will change the MCU and it all kicks off with WandaVision. Whatever happens in this series, wherever they decide to take it, will have the ripple effect through the whole universe. So I had some questions regarding some things that were in here. The first thing we noticed was this person that was kind of watching her through this television at the end of both episodes. Yeah. So it, And it was somebody from S.W.O.R.D. I don't know who S.W.O.R.D. is. They kind of show up. Their little emblem shows up. Is there any way you can kind of explain who S.W.O.R.D. is and what they do? Yeah. So we all know S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D. protects the Earth from threats. And you think about why you need a S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, it's for defense. And... We're all aware of how S.H.I.E.L.D. was formed and, and all that. But in the other hand, you have a sword. And sword is the other offshoot of the same branch. And now that's kind of for offense. And sword okay. is more space-based ship orbiting the Earth, protecting the Earth from oncoming threats from either other realms, other galaxies, other or whatever. So think of it as you block with the S.H.I.E.L.D. and you strike with the sword. 
And okay. that's where Sword is now. So Shield, as far as we know, Shield has disbanded. And the only defense now that Earth has is Sword. And now we know that Nick Fury is actually part of Sword right now yes. too, because they do talk about that in Marvel or uh, mm-hmm. the end of Captain, oh, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Right, yes, Captain Marvel. There's all of these agencies that are kind of getting involved. Is this going to be part of the TWA too? Because all I'm thinking we'll about see. is if we're going into these other dimensions, so to me, let- that's the TWA. It wouldn't be part of Sword. So the TWA. So uh, TWA control- or TVA? Yeah, TVA. Okay. There you go. They protect the time stream. They don't stop oncoming threats, but who's to say that you're going to go back in time and stop Tony Stark from ever being born? Well, then that's going to have a huge ripple effect in the future. So the the TVA kind of monitors that, makes sure that things in the timeline stay the way they should. So what do you think is going on with it right now? I thought about this, and if they do go this direction, I'm pretty excited about it. You think about Vision, right? Vision was killed by Thanos. He had that stone ripped out of his forehead, and his gray body, his robot body, was just laying there on the field. Well, that's still government property. (laughs) So I actually think that Sword or Shield picked up Vision's body and hooked him up somehow to a computer base. And that's well, how we're able to see what's and he keeps in. Talking, and he keeps kind of talking about yes. that and referencing he the fact has that he has a job, uh, uh, but he doesn't know what the job is. But we okay. do know that since going to that job, productivity has been up 300%. And <laughs> it's a lot of data entry, but he doesn't really seem to know what the job is. So I think Sword has hooked him up and has kind of interfaced him with whatever their computer system, their AI is. And he's. Either they're trying to uh, revive him or they're using him as as part of their defense. But Wanda, being in love with him, is probably also subconsciously connecting with Vision. And that's how they're able to watch what's going on with Vision through Vision's mind, through whatever Wanda's creating. Because you can't hook up Wanda. You can't hook up a core to Wanda and find out what's going on. How are they watching this? They hook up Vision. Yeah, you know, there's one other thing, too, uh, when it comes to Vision. Wasn't there in, was it Endgame or was it uh, Infinity War that Vision was partially being backed up, Shuri's lab in Wakanda? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So they were trying to save as much of Vision as they can in case the stone was taken out. Or they wanted to remove the stone, yeah. but they wanted to keep Vision's consciousness. And maybe that would kind of explain the Stark stuff that we keep seeing, right? Because Stark is something, or Vision, I should say, is something of a Stark product, right? I mean, it wasn't who he was, but it's kind of that's where his foundation was. Absolutely. So let's get into that. You know, so if S.W.O.R.D. has Vision and are trying to, I don't know, rebuild him or or whatever, and Wanda is connecting with him, wanting to have some kind of normalcy to her life, they can actually see what's going on with Wanda. So if maybe they don't know where Wanda is, or they do, and they're trying to communicate with Wanda through vision. And that's why we see certain things in color. When when you saw those commercials, I really do think that it was S.W.O.R.D.'s attempt to communicate to Wanda. And Wanda seeing a colored red light on the Stark Industry toaster. When they turned that on, it sounded like a pulse reactor, you know, which reminded me of Iron Man and the red light, which was Ultron's eye, because Ultron had a big part uh, with Wanda. And then in the second commercial with a uh, Strucker. Strucker, thank you. Strucker's watch. Well, that was the guy who who experimented on the twins 
to give them their abilities, their their enhanced abilities. So oh, and that yeah. would kind of explain the Hydra thing. So the, the commercials right. are their way of kind of trying to communicate and jog her memory about that stuff. I think so. You know, this oh, wow, is this is just my theory. They're very out of place. And she seems to have a, she seems to notice it and have a reaction to it, towards it. I think she's aware that she's created this reality, almost like a dream state, because that's where she wants to be. You yeah, know? And, and you kind of gathered that too. Now, there was that character that keeps coming around, Agnes. I'm hearing a lot of speculation on who that could be. And I know Brian, our resident comic expert, is going to help us kind of figure out who that person could be. Yeah, it sounds very interesting. Yeah, Agnes, I'm thinking, just like much of the internet is thinking, her real name is Agatha Hartness. And she is uh, kind of the leader of witches. You know, she developed the new Salem, I don't know, village or or cult-like town. And basically what she does is she goes around the different realms and around the different worlds, and she collects and befriends witches and warlocks because she kind of wants to be the leader of this witch army. And she acts as a mentor to Wanda and teaches her how to get stronger with her powers. But then Wanda in the comic book ends up actually killing her in a battle. So, you know, we'll have to see what happens there. Just so you know, I think it's pretty funny in the commercials for this, Agnes is actually seen in the Hollywood, uh, I'm sorry, in the Halloween episode where she's dressed up as a witch. Tony, what do you got? Yeah, no, I'm just, um, I'm curious about that. Well, then that would kind of explain that she knows how to kind of get into Scarlet Witch's head. Right. And play with it, right? Because right. If she's like the head of these witches. You talked about warlocks. Yeah. I always keep hearing about Adam Warlock coming around sometime soon. So again, you're kind of starting to see that they're building this stuff and it's going to lead to something. So I, I would just caution people. You may be frustrated with it right now, but remember, we're at the beginning of something new that is just going to kind of explode as it goes on. Yeah. Um, the other thing... Yeah, this is going to be a slow burn. About, this is going to be a yeah. slow burn, but... It is going to pay off in spades, trust me. It really will. I have a question about another name I keep hearing is Mephesto. Yes. So can you tell us a little bit about Mephesto and how he kind of works with Agnes or with Agatha Harkness? So Mephesto, he's a demon, and he often impersonates Satan. And he's actually the same demon that attached the the demon to Johnny Blaze to make him ghostwriter. And his involvement with Wanda is Wanda takes two pieces of his soul and gives life to her twins with his soul. And there was a big battle between that because Vision is a robot. So she can't have natural... I don't know, birth with uh, with, yeah, she, with well, she can't have kids. And, and at the end of the second episode, she's pregnant, right? So, so is she now pregnant with Mephesto's kids? No, well, well you think? this is comic book talk now, so I don't know where Disney Plus is gonna take this, but but in the comic books, this is where Mephesto ties into Wanda. She takes two pieces of his soul and puts those pieces into her children, so now that they have souls, he wants them back. There's a big fight between Wanda and Mephesto. And essentially, she lets Mephesto live in exchange for her kids get to keep those pieces of their soul. Wow. I was wondering about that, about her being pregnant at the end of it. My understanding is that those kids actually come 
they, they actually are alive. They are, right. So she is in this reality, yet she really is truly pregnant. So her and kids, supposedly they're going to be like the first mutants, right? In the MCU is what I'm kind of hearing because they could not use the mutant term through some legalese right. with Fox. But I'm hearing that these two kids are now going to be the birth of the mutants in the MCU. They may be. I know Marvel's kind of gone away with that by using the word enhanced, enhanced uh, humans or enhanced powers. But now that Fox and Disney are are now one, maybe legally they're allowed to use that word. Oh, and then that would kind of bring in a new X-Men a new right. uh, Fantastic Four. The, the list goes just, on and on. Just the, the endless possibilities, especially once you bring Doctor Strange into the mix and opening different universes, multiverses, you know, like it's in the title. So you know that's going to happen. <laughs> I just want to say that, uh, again, this is going to be a slow burn. It's not going to be something that you're going to be listening to. And you just need to be patient. This is going to be something uh, that is the beginning of things that are going to be happening in the future. Wayne, you had something to, that you wanted to say? Yeah, I just had a question for the both of you. Uh, was there anything in the first two episodes that you didn't really care for? Because obviously there was a lot of Easter eggs or a lot of things, a solo burn. I mean, there was kind of homages to old classic sitcoms. But was there anything you're like, eh, didn't do it for you? Not really. You know, I, I have so many things that I just found fascinating. Just little subtle things that I think may have been missed on a lot of people. I know we brought up the dinner scene and this is what the, my first indication that maybe Wanda has control, like a dream state, you know, but she's aware that she's in a dream of what's going on. Vision's boss is choking on a piece of food and nobody's reacting. Their non-reaction was actually kind of uncomfortable. And finally, Wanda turns to Vision and says, help him. And he does it like she's controlling part of the dream. Like Vision will do what Wanda says because he is an illusion. He is part of her manifestation, which is interesting because during the talent show, his stage name was The Illusion. And I thought that it was very telling that this is all an illusion and she's wow. aware of it. I think the one thing that was kind of a miss for me was the gum. You know, I kept thinking, oh, the, the gummed up, he's gummed up. And then he uses that as a joke. And uh, I don't know, that, that felt out of place for me because I felt like if you shouldn't be drunk if you're gummed up. And he was too drunk. What if I, Sword was actually tinkering with Vision during that time? And in okay. Wanda's, I don't know, consciousness, he came off like that. Something is happening with him that she's not aware of that's making him act like this. So she's connected with him in some way, but she's trying to play it off, you know, be part of the town, right? So she's kind of has, has to be a little creative on what's happening. The one thing we did see of a character that we had seen originally in Captain Marvel was, what's her name? Monica Rambeau. Monica Rambeau. Yes. She was a kid in Captain Marvel and now she's an adult. Yeah. So, so that was kind of weird. Captain Marvel, right? That movie took place in the 90s. She would be an adult now. And she works for sword, you know, Monica Rambeau and her agent name or superhero name is the spectrum. And I'm not really familiar with what her abilities are, but I actually think that she is a plant by sword swords aware that Wanda has made up this reality and has vision in it. Let's put a spy in there to befriend Wanda. Obviously sword wants to communicate with Wanda, get her out of this, let vision do what he's going to do. And I think maybe she's been planted there by sword to befriend her. 
Wow, I mean that's 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 heavy for for the first two episodes. Right, we were able to kind of gather this they, information. They didn't reveal up, so. anything, but if this pays off in the end, I mean this yeah, could be a so huge again, plot point. If, if you if you were with me and you weren't kind of really sold on it, again we have to just take this into account. This is the start of something brand new, brand new characters, brand new storylines, brand new universes. So let's just be patient. Let's give it its time, give it its due, and anything that you want to say in closing, Brian? Yeah, I mean, think about some of the things that they showed in color, like the helicopter with the sword emblem on it that just so happened to be in Tony Stark's Iron Man colors. I think that was planted there by sword just to see if they can get something into that world. Then we see the beekeeper come out of the sewer. Immediately, Wanda's reaction is no, and... There's a rewind sequence where she kind of pulls everything back and she's asking Vision if this is real. But I think she's aware that Sword's aware of her presence and that's going to play out as the series goes on. Sweet. Wayne, what were your thoughts about it? It was fun to watch from just kind of the way they shot the show to emulate those sitcoms. But I wasn't sold right away, but I'm very curious. Yeah. And and you know what? One more thing. I do have a complaint. I do have one thing. And I think, <laughs> Wayne, this is where you were going for. And it just clicked right now. The thing that pissed me off about this, it not really pissed me off, but was Marvel has programmed me to sit through the goddamn credits <laughs> to see a post-credit scene. And yet I'm watching the first episode and it cuts to the next episode. I got pissed off at my television and then I'm watching the second episode sit through the credits going oh they're going to social- show us something they're going to show us something and no I then get the credits in German I get them in France I get them in uh, or French I get them in Portuguese I get them in uh, Spanish God please I, uh, I guess they're not going to be doing that anymore that kind of ticked me off did you notice some of the little messaging they did in the uh, CGI for the credits no like what so I read on the internet was when they showed a image of a rose and they yes. showed a pair, a pair of glasses, like, oh, rose tinted glasses. Yes. Oh, wow. I saw that too. They did little subtle things that they, they play, yeah. give you some hints oh, and stuff, I, messages. I, I, along, along those lines, I guess in one of the trailers, somebody says streaming on Disney Plus, but it actually says, if you slow it down, dreaming on Disney Plus. How funny. Oh. Isn't, that fu- isn't that cool? It's, it's really, it's fun. But at the same time, you get me so programmed to watch post-credit scenes and you could just feel my blood boiling <laughs> when I couldn't see any post-credit scenes for the first episode and I'm thinking oh well maybe they'll save it for the second one and then the second one's in and uh, yeah then I see German then I see French then I see Spanish uh, anyway that's just a little thing I wanted to bring up thing, one more point that I noticed Brian, in the we've first already second. gone on 25 minutes, so go <laughs> ahead. Know. Let's wrap it up. Well, shit, man. If you stop talking for a minute. <laughs> well, what are you talking about? This whole segment has been you fucking talking. I've been sitting here right. keeping my it's mouth like, shut. Who cares if it's in France or in German? These are credits. Yes, I'm telling you what I didn't like about it, okay? <laughs> okay, got it. We don't like credits. Anyway, the wife of Vision's boss comes in and asks Wanda flat out, why don't you guys have children? And then the whole town starts chanting for the children, for the children. It's kind of eerie right it's very um you know they're planting that seed for wanda to want children or needs children or something and i think the children are going to be a huge part of this show and going forward they're going to be a huge part of the mcu you said planting the seed (laughs) pun intended 
All right. Well, you did see her move those beds together, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. And then, yeah, we all know what happened then. <laughs> right there, At one... the end of that episode, right. they had kids or she was pregnant and everything went to color. Don't kids bring color into your life? <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. Most definitely. I think Wayne would differ on that. But uh, yeah, in closing, I thought it was good. I- I'm a little underwhelmed, but... You know, I'm going to stick with it because I know I've trusted the MCU for so many years. They're not going to lead us astray. So just be patient. It's going to pay off in the end. Wow. What an episode we had for you. A special shout out to our guest today, Kobe Bell. And also a very, very special shout out to the man who is responsible for all of it, Oren Bell. Thank you for being a super fan. As always, we couldn't do this show without you, and that right there was proof positive. Before we call it a show, Brian, do you have anything else that you want to add? Yeah, I just want to thank everybody for listening today, and make sure to tune in to The CW to watch Walker, Kobe Bell's new show. Thank you, everybody, for being part of the conversation. We'll see you next time. Yes, we'll see you next time. Ciao.